This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today, we're going to dive into the latest headlines from around AT&T Stadium, as well as break down some of the news from the 2023 NFL Draft. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, GameTime, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to pick up Dallas Cowboys tickets or tickets to any concert, uh, shows, sporting events, head on over to Game Time. Use the link in the description and you can help support the channel. And now for our first topic, winners and losers from the 2023 draft. The Dallas made eight selections in the past weekend's 2023 NFL draft. Fans speculated whether the team would trade down at a certain point in the name of compiling more equity, and they actually traded up in the fifth round to nab corner Eric Scott Jr. after they drafted an offensive lineman, Asim Richards, nine picks earlier. In a vacuum, Dallas filled all of their needs in the draft. Fans can uh, debate whether certain positions should have been addressed sooner, but they reacted to how the board fell and opted to go defensive tackle, tight end, and linebacker with the first three picks. Like any draft, the Cowboys' picks will have a domino effect on the rest of the roster. With that, who are the biggest winners and losers following the draft? So starting off with our winner, Jalen Tolbert. It's crazy to think that Tolbert is the biggest winner, but here we are. The Cowboys met with several notable wide receiver prospects during the pre-draft process, including Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, and Jonathan Mingo. That indicated they planned to take a wideout early. Whether that was a smokescreen or the board just didn't fall properly, though they waited until their final pick, number 244 overall in the seventh round, to address the position. Had Dallas used an early pick on a receiver, Tolbert would be further buried in the position's picking order. Now, though, he could cement himself as wide receiver four in the offense behind CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup with a strong camp in preseason. Nobody would have blamed the Cowboys if they took a wide out early. Tolbert is a huge question mark, but they're clearly thrilled with the Cooks trade and are confident in Gallup bouncing back after an injury-plagued 2022 season. Next up, our loser, Dak Prescott. Prescott isn't a huge loser, but he is in the sense that Dallas didn't use an early selection on the offensive line or a wide receiver position. Granted, the Cowboys have a strong starting five on their offensive line, but there's a reason the entire fan base wanted to grab one of Steve Avila, Osiris Torrance, Chandler Zavala, 
for Anthony Bradford to beef up the trenches. The lack of wide receiver investment isn't a huge deal, but it does speak volumes that Tolbert is the favorite to be the fourth option after he was non-existent as a rookie. Folks undoubtedly would feel better about Dak's upcoming prospects had Dallas not waited until the final round to add a whiteout. That said, Dallas grabbed Dalton Schultz's replacement and Luke, a shoemaker, to give Prescott another security blanket. So it wasn't a total loss for the quarterback. And now for a winner, Tony Pollard. It felt like a given that the Cowboys would take a running back in the third or fourth round, but the board was unforgiving in that regard. Perhaps no gut punch was bigger than when the Bears took Rashawn Johnson, a rumored Dallas target in the fourth round. The third round wasn't kind either, as Kendry Miller, Spears, Devon, Aiken, and Tank Bigsby were all drafted before the Cowboys' turn at number 90 overall. The Cowboys pivoted admirably by netting Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round, while Vaughn figures to make an immediate impact. Pollard is still very clearly the starter. Pollard's top competition for early down work appears to be Ronald Jones, who hasn't had a notable season since 2020. Further, the lack of investment in the backfield puts Pollard in a great position to ink a multi-year extension. And our next loser, Peyton Hendershot. Typically, second-round draft picks go on to play heavy snaps as rookies. Tight ends are usually exceptions to the mean in that regard. The number 58 pick, Luke uh, Shoemaker, apologies for butchering his name, has plug-and-play potential given his ability to double as a blocker in the run game and a vertical threat in the passing game. And doesn't bode well for Hendershot, though the undrafted free agent showed promise as a rookie catching 11 passes for 103 yards and two touchdowns. Luke's arrival bumps him to third of the tight end, Pecco order. While he might not start right away, but Dallas remains high on 2022 fourth-round select, uh, selection Jake Ferguson. Ferguson isn't a great blocker, but his upside as a pass catcher means he'll start until Shoemaker is ready to take over. Even when Luke starts, Ferguson will be heavily involved. And our final winner, Micah Parsons and the Cowboys linebackers. Multiple parties will benefit from Dallas's selection of Muzzy Smith, none more than Micah Parsons, Leighton Manderish, and Damon Clark. With Smith consuming blockers in the trenches, Vanderesh and Clark should have more clear shots at running backs. Vanderesh was already a strong run defender before Smith's arrival, so his presence should grow. Clark struggled at times against the run, which is normal for a rookie linebacker, and the addition of Smith should only make his life easier. The same goes for Parsons, now that the Cowboys have a true nose tackle who can push the pocket inside. The Defensive Player of the Year finalists could flirt with 15 to 20 sacks next season. Smith figures to compile several assists by flushing opposing quarterbacks out of the pocket, and Parsons will reap the benefits, given he's almost always in the backfield. Could the Cowboys' promising undrafted free agent signing close the door in the Ezekiel Elliott reunion? After the NFL draft, Jerry Jones bizarrely stated that the ship hasn't sailed on a potential reunion with Ezekiel Elliott. While that's not an overly outlandish statement given by the Cowboys, or given the Cowboys didn't spend a high draft pick on a running back, they still selected Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round as the highest player on their board. The team clearly values Vaughn and envisions him having a distinct role within the offense. 
course, the undersized Vaughn doesn't project as a lifer-like LA replacement. The Cowboys still lack some thunder in the current backs. Free agent pickup, Ronald Jones, is arguably the most physical runner on the depth chart. While Dallas prioritized adding speed, there will come a time during games when smash mouth football is required to move the chains or bleed out the clock in the fourth quarter. Elliott would be a star in that role. But what about undrafted free agent signing Hunter Lupke? Could the North Dakota State's product's arrival shut the door on Elliott's re-signing in Dallas? The Cowboys assembled another strong undrafted free agent class, <clears throat> and Hunter is arguably the biggest standout of the group. He received $200,000 guaranteed from Dallas, which speaks to how excited they are about him as a prospect. It's way too early to talk about the 53-man roster, but it wouldn't be shocking if the Cowboys went with Hunter over Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle. Dowdle would make the team for special teams purposes, but Hunter gives them power and a punishing running style they don't have after Elliott's departure. Though the former Bison could be a menace in short yardage situations, it'd be foolish to classify him as a one-trick pony. In a testament to his versatility, he rushed for 619 yards and 9 touchdowns on 98 carries last year and caught 14 passes for 196 yards and 4 scores. Hunter's blocking needs some work, but we don't envision him in the throwback fullback role. Do the names Chuck Coon and Michael Alstott ring a bell? We're not saying he'll reach those heights as an NFL player, but in terms of the role he could have in Dallas's offense, Coon and Alstott are two names that spring to mind. Perhaps 49ers gem Kyle J is the better comparison. Either way, he's a fantastic athlete. <laughs> who's comfortable both carrying and catching the ball out of the backfield. He'd bring an added flavor to the offense and could, emphasis on could, be the reason the Cowboys stay the course and move forward without Elliott. And now our next topic, we'll be projecting the Dallas Cowboys depth chart after the 2023 NFL Draft. The NFL draft is over, and now it's time for the newest Cowboys to shift their focus from celebration to making the roster and carving out a role for themselves on this team. Instead of focusing on who will be making the team, we're going to take a look at how this depth chart will end up filling out when the season begins. The picks the Cowboys made in this draft are going to look to shake things up while the veterans are going to look to prove they still belong on the roster. Should be a very interesting offseason coming up. And in regards to the offseason... The OTA workouts are May 22nd to the 23rd, the 25th, June 1st to the 2nd, and then June 13th to the 15th, with mandatory minicamp from June 6th to 8th, and training camp is still to be determined. Now there is one thing we need to remember before we get started. The Cowboys haven't finished filling out the rest of the roster, whether due to injury or the coaching staff being uncomfortable with the position's personnel, Dallas brought in a few veterans last year. There's also Jerry Jones, like we previously discussed, dangling the possibility of bringing back Ezekiel Elliott. So anything can happen between now and the beginning of the season, but we will do our best to create the depth chart for you now. So starting off, we have Dak Prescott at quarterback, um, being backed up by Cooper Rush, 
with an undecided third string. And at running back, we got Tony Pollard, backed up by Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn. At wide receiver number one, C.D. Lamb, backed up by Jalen Tolbert. Uh, receiver two is Brandon Cooks, by, backed up by Kevontae Turpin. And wide receiver three is Michael Gallup, backed up by Simi Fahoko. And he's backed up by Jalen Brooks. At tight end, we have Jake Ferguson, um, backed up by Luke Shoemaker. And, of course, backed up by Peyton Indershot. At left tackle, we have Tyron Smith. <clears throat> Excuse me. At left guard, we have Tyler Smith. Backed up by Cherna Edigate and Asim Richards. At center, we have Tyler B. Backed up by Alec Lindstrom. Right guard, we have Zach Martin. Right tackle, we have Terrence Steele. And special teams, the kicker is to be determined. Puncher is Brian Anger. Long snapper is Trent Sieg. Kick punt returner is Kevontae Turpin. And of course, we can't forget the defensive depth chart. Left defensive end is Demarcus Lawrence. Backed up by Chauncey Golston. Left defensive tackle is Mozzie Smith. Backed up by Jonathan Ankins. Excuse me. At right defensive tackle is Osa Odoizi, backed up by Villamy Fahoko. Right defensive end is Dorian Armstrong, backed up by Sam Williams. Weak side of the linebacker is Jabril Cox. Middle linebacker is Leighton Landrish. Strong side linebacker is Micah Parsons. Left quarterback is Stephen Gilmore. Strong safety, Jared Kearse. Free safety, Donovan Wilson. Right quarterback is Trayvon Diggs. It's a bit of a surprise that the Cowboys didn't add a kicker during or after the draft, especially when that position was a point of concern heading into the playoffs. Outside of the kicker position, which I believe they will still address and give Tristan Isiano, who was with the team before, but he doesn't leave you with much confidence. Look for Dallas to sign a veteran who will likely be Dallas's opening day kicker. And now, our next topic, three free agents the Cowboys should sign after the draft. Number three, Dalton Risner at guard. Dallas lost Connor McGovern at free agency, and if their plan to keep Tyler Smith at left tackle holds true, they need to find someone to replace him. So far, the primary options are Matt Fairnock, Asim Richards, who is the lone offensive lineman they drafted. But if Dallas is really wants to contend in 2023, they can't go into the season with a career backup and a late-day three-pick as their primary options. That's why they should kick the tires on Dalton Risner. A former second-round pick from Kansas State, he never lived up to expectations, but he still started 62 games in four seasons for the Broncos. Adding him would give them a better camp battle, and if he winds up losing, out to one of the others, they'll at least have some experience at depth. Excuse me. Number two, Mason Crosby, head kicker. Last year, the Cowboys were unprepared at kicker. They went into the season with undrafted free agent Jonathan Gearby as the favorite for the job. It wasn't long until he proved he wasn't up to the task, and in came Brett Barr. 
During his second stint with America's team, he was money. Throughout the regular season, he delivered on one kick after another. But then, the playoffs began. He fell apart and missed several extra points in a row. Dallas stood by him following the wildcard meltdown, but then decided to move on in the offseason. So far, all they have on the roster is Tristan, who was originally signed in the playoffs after Brett Maher's parade of misfires. The player who, also, who makes the most sense has to be Mason Crosby. The case could be made for Robbie Gould as well, but Crosby is actually younger and was slightly better in 2022. Throw in the fact that he and McCarthy worked together for years in the Green Bay Packers, it feels a great fit for both parties. Finally, Mercedes Lewis at tight end. With Luke joining the Cowboys as their second-round pick, they now have three young players vying for snaps. The rookie from Michigan joins a roster that consists of Jake Ferguson and Peyton Endershot, who are each entering the second NFL season. All three of the talent fight success, but most are known for their receiving skill above all else. While Dallas appears ready to become a 21st century team and lean on the pass rather than overpriced running back, they should be just fine with their current stable of tight ends for the most part. However, there's still a place for power football, especially near the goal line. That's when it that's when it helps to have a tight end that can block, and there's no better option right now than Mercedes Lewis. Uh, <clears throat> Lewis is a very experienced player who has been in the NFL for 17 years. He spent the first 12 seasons with the Jaguars before heading to Great Bay in 2018. He's played there for the past five seasons and had 57 receptions for 582 yards and six touchdowns. This past season, he was 38 years old and only had six targets come his way, and he caught six of this for 66 yards and two touchdowns. Even with limited targets, he started all 17 games, serving as a blocking tight end. Despite being 39, Lewis can still play and would basically be a sixth offensive lineman whenever he was on the field. And that is all we have for this episode of the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Let us know in the comment section below your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys heading into the upcoming season. And let us know your thoughts on their um, draft class. And if you want to support the channel, you can buy us coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the big D. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring new hosts, and hopefully one day take this show on the road. It'd be amazing if we could record from AT&T Stadium during a game. And that's our hope. Of course, we'd also like to add more uh, hosts to the show. And don't forget to hit that thumbs up button, bell notification button, be notified of future videos, and smash that subscribe button. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lees. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.